Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John, always the John, joined by... I'm Jeremy. So, hey, how's everybody doing? Hopefully you're all good and warm and snuggly, if not uh, nice and uh, comfortable. Apparently, Jeremy's dealing with a mini ice age right now, while I'm dealing with a mini typhoon season. It's pretty brutal here, so... I I can imagine. I've heard legendary stories of midwestern winter to which i've only really ever seen like a very scant version when i was over at your place in for new year's that one year yeah and i kept on hearing about like oh midwestern midwestern winter midwestern winter and it was there i was like i mean i'm from northeast in the states it wasn't really all that much of a difference but apparently now now the states is getting hit pretty bad with it well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing around here. It's like one week it'll be teens or whatever, and next week it'll be in the 60s, and next week it'll be down in you know, 30s. Yeah, I mean, it just it just hops all over the place. And just right now, it's um, yeah, they're calling for the uh, the high. What was it on Tuesday to be like minus 20? So it's like, no, I, I don't ever remember it ever being that cold, it, ever, 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 <laughs> ever. So, I mean, it's gotten cold, but not like that. They're, they're saying wind chills are like minus 40, minus 50. So it's like everybody's running around, <laughs> world's coming to an end. Oh, my goodness. I suppose. So, so well, you, gotta, you just got to, but I, I know where... I'm from in the states. I've had I, I have family members who just like weren't able to go out for a little while because of all the snow. Yeah. So and with you know COVID and that in itself is, is is tough. Meanwhile, we've got here in the northern Ryukyu Kingdom, as I will state as far as my location will go, we're having mini typhoon weather. So it stopped boats and fun little stopping boats, stopping supplies, stopping food stopping but thankfully the boats are fine again like how in america things happen and everyone like tries to immediately shut everything down and in japan like there'll be a little trip and then they'll be like well put some duct tape on it and let's keep going yeah that's not a bad idea so anyway so what what have you been up to in terms of training recently training recently it's interesting i've i've been working a lot with joe and Cy lately for some reason i just that's just kind of what I've been picking up a little bit of saison, so it's just, that's kind of mainly what I've been working on. Not not so much, uh, not so much with Joe and Sai Kata. A little bit of that, but more technical aspects of it. Seeing how working through some tech technique, technical background stuff like that. So. Yeah, I've been I've been working with Saison a bit more as kind of per our what we've kind of been started jumped with the beginning of the year, and just taking some cues you've been giving me and a couple other people have been giving me and working with that and bouncing that off of like sparring technique and stuff like that. It's been okay, but my rhythm of training has not been great as of late. I'm trying to get it back to a better position. Apparently, some people have been in great positions. Uh, 
because this is going to sound terribly American of us, that uh, Jeremy's home to, home state of uh, Missouri has lost their uh, acclaimed Super Bowl title. Yeah, hold on. that's all right. That's okay. But this okay. this had uh, precipitated our topic of today, which is losing or loss, and uh, how to make our way back from it. Yeah. I think we can come at this from a couple different ways. Jeremy, you wanted to to well, deliver the opening salvo with a relation to the Super Bowl. So well, everyone who doesn't watch football, uh, skip to the next time code. Well, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna start there, but I'm gonna jump in pretty quickly into more martial arts based, but. One of the things I thought was really interesting is before the Super Bowl, everybody's talking about how the quarterback for Kansas City, oh, he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread and this, that, and the other thing. And after the Super Bowl, it's like, everybody's like, oh, he's just terrible and this, that, and the other thing. You know, and you look at it, and the guy's only had, I, I believe, 10 losses, I think it's less than 10 losses in three years that he's played. And you're like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know about you. That's pre- Super Bowl or not. That's pretty, pretty amazing. That's a pretty, pretty amazing win record. You know, and then you look at the other one. I started thinking about, and this this came up on my phone the other day, and I'm like, oh, I hadn't watched this in forever. But it was uh, kind of like when. Uh, like the UFC fights, uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh and yeah! Everybody was like, "Oh, she's like, a big deal." But God, when yeah, was I that? Mean, like five years ago. Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah maybe I, more than that. Yeah, it was, it was around then. So we're not yeah. big MMA guys, and and the circles we were traveling, and like they were talking about that too. Oh yeah, it was. It was like yeah, everybody was talking about how Ronda couldn't take on. You know, Floyd Mayweather and this, that, and the other thing. You're just like, time out, time out. No, 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 no. Um, but I, mean, I feel she should start her own mystery team now, now that she's out of that. But Well. Yeah. Like Mike Tyson. but Well, I mean, in, in all honesty, I mean, you look at it, I mean, everybody thought she was like the greatest thing since sliced bread again. And then she has one loss, and then everybody's like, Oh, she really sucked, and this and the other thing. It's like, you know, when you really looked at it, I mean, technically, I mean, she was she was a fairly sound fighter. I mean, I I, th- I think things just got a little bit carried away, and you know, kind of one of the old sayings is, you know, on one of old football sayings. I think it was uh, maybe Vince Lombardi said. I don't know who said this, but. On any given Sunday, any given team can beat any other given team, no matter what, you know. So it's like, I mean, you could be the worst, but you know, come back and you know, just have that one lucky shot. So that's really all it takes. Like we we forget that. That's why they call it the game, in a, in the more of the broader sense, is yeah. that anybody can win, anybody can lose. There's probabilities yeah. involved, sure. No, unless you're involved with the mafia and have money riding on the game and somehow manage to get a player yeah. uh, on your side or something like that, uh, any, anybody can beat anybody. 
Uh, anybody yeah. can win. Anybody can lose. That's why it is a game, and in, yeah. in a larger in a larger context. Yeah, and martial I mean, arts. And I mean, you look at kind of one of the other big ones was. Um, I mean, you can go through history and see them, but I mean, like, like uh, Mike Tyson when he lost to Buster Douglas. I mean, nobody even heard of Buster Douglas, and he gets in there and knocks Tyson out. You're like, everybody's like, what? And so, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just thought about this this weekend. It's like, you know, what, what do you do to get back up when you, when you get knocked down or knocked out? I think we don't really view it in terms of that. We only view that from a spectator perspective. We don't really view that from a participant perspective because yeah. we're, I mean, be, because we have never been particularly partake particularly partakers of uh sport karate or tournament scene or anything particularly like that we've been observers but we've never really been participants but i mean let's let's put this in in a real world perspective right you know what what about you know when you're working and you're you lose that promotion or you don't get this you don't get you know now it's not quite as big as some millions of, of people seeing your 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 bloody body on the floor unconscious. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. It's just every day, you know, something something will knock somebody down a little bit. It's like how how do you how do you deal with it? I mean, I mean, sometimes you just dust it off. Sometimes, you know, it takes a while. Some it, it just a lot of different things. So I mean, I'm just. Kidding. I think I can I can relate a little to that in terms of knowing. We want to talk about karate training in terms of more of the more of the personal rather than the competitive. Yeah. I, I think think there's there's two ways you can go about it that are are, are more obvious, and there's another that's not so obvious. Um. Now, the first way of, of going about this rather obvious is talking about injuries, right? People get injured, they do karate, they get older, or they have, they, something happens. Really, age doesn't really matter, right? Right. Uh, you're doing something physical, doing sparring, you're doing whatever. Get hurt. You can't do it anymore. You have to work your way to, to healing and then going back. You don't want to continue to have the same injuries you have to come back bigger and smarter, right? Yeah. The second one is losing a teacher, is having that physical loss of someone in your life. Yeah. Which is difficult and hard and probably not physically that different, but difficult, but very, very emotionally hard. And especially with whatever relationship you fostered with whoever that loss has been will be difficult to 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 reestablish because you have to reestablish a normal yeah. um, both are about that all of them are about that because the third not so obvious one is that point of life like you're saying that is not so obvious which is not an injury or not a death but something that knocks you down a peg 
possibly from a, a personal perspective, possibly from a, a physical perspective, but definitely from a mental perspective and definitely from an emotional perspective. Um, I know when I was younger and I did a lot of training, I did a lot of just, just training every day, training when I was younger and then just going into having just my life slightly changed and just going to college and just those patterns and habits are gone and not being able to tap back into that same space that I was in or not being able to tap back into that same uh, life that I was in and feeling that great loss of just familiarity and uh, consistency and not knowing how to replace it. And that sent me for a little while, sent me into a weird down spiral. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it, 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 you know, brings up a memory of mine from a guy from college that I knew. I mean, he, I mean, straight 4.0 student had amazing success. Got in the real world. Struggled, struggled, struggled. Ended up, uh, I don't know what the deal was, but ended up uh, committing a crime and ended up going to jail. I mean, it's just like he, he couldn't handle the real world because before it was just, you know, put on a platter. And, you know, you look at some of these people, you know, some some of the martial artists out there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not directly calling anybody out, but how many times have you seen some of these people like, oh, yeah, I've trained in whatever and I'm like a 200 degree black belt and you get in the ring with a with a, even just an average MMA person and the MMA person just knocks them silly oh that story it happens enough where it's almost a trope I mean there, there's pages and pages of it on YouTube of, you know, people that are doing that and it's like you know, I, I mean, I can at least appreciate the fact that they're willing to stand up, but the, the thing I can't appreciate is the fact that they're, they believe their own stuff so bad that they're not willing, willing to look at reality. And, and, I, and I think we forget uh, that those are people. They're not right. YouTube videos. That, those are, that there's a person behind that ego. And in this case, we're talking about ego. Yeah. Very much so. Oh yeah, and and in the positive, in the positive, in the in the in the regular, yeah, because yeah. the the uh, everyone has that part of themselves that they need something to establish their identity. When people yeah. say "have no ego," we forget that's the thing that actually allows you to say "I am me" and not dog and or wall. Right. So, I mean, a part of your ego is going to be invested, especially when you invest a lot of time in your training, a lot of that's going to be invested in there. And when you just in, hopefully in good faith, those people who do that, who go up against those challenges and then get, get the floor wiped with them because their training's not up to snuff or they don't understand what they're doing or whatever, yeah. or they had their world rocked, as it were. Um, understanding even that, how to come back from, wow, that's not what I thought that was going to be. 
Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, even, you know, I, I remember, I remember the first time I got knocked out, you know, sparring. I mean, you know, part of me was like, holy cow, what, what the heck just happened? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but, you know, then I, I got back up and, you know, I, I, I was thankful for, for Robbie whenever that did happen. I mean, he sat me down. He, he kind of coached me through. I was like, look, it happens to everybody. I lost you. Oh, you there? Yep, yeah. I got you now. Okay. Um, you know, it, You're saying Robbie got you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Robbie, Robbie realized it was kind of a, it was a hard lesson for me, but he, he was good enough to set me down, really explain what happens. Like, look, this happens to everybody. Just learn from it. And, and I think that, that not only helped me during that part, but I mean, it's helped me through life, you know, different times. Like if I've gotten like laid off or stuff like that, Hey, look, you know, it happens, you know? So it's, I think, I think that's one of the things that that needs to be there whenever, whenever you do get knocked down, knocked out, whatever, is what, what kind of support system you've got. Who, who are your real friends when when you really need them? So things like that. So let's get let's dig into the guts in this a little. So let's talk about not any specific situations. But let's talk about the anatomy of this. The anatomy of a loss and the anatomy of a comeback. Okay. Yeah. So what's the anatomy? Like, what, what's our setup here? So the setup of a loss is somebody thinking that they're not going to lose. Right? Yeah. They're yeah. not anticipating it. And in fact, the, what's probably worse than the actual loss itself is the shock of it actually happening. Yeah. The un, like unanticipatedness of it. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of like a failed expectation. You, right. you expect, you're expecting it, and therefore you, it, you don't meet it, therefore you fail. Right. One more way now, to shape form. And now, assuming that this, this loss does not involve death, or you know, irrevocable destruction. Right. What is the kind of the down motion, the up motion? I suppose, because you, you're talking about you have a, you, it really depends on your support system. Imagine not having that support system. True. So, or needing to build it from scratch or build it from 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 zero. How does one go about? Having that loss happen, and I and we don't want to be too ephemeral with it. So let, let's put it in terms of a of a fight, or let's put it in terms of just getting your getting getting knocked down for whatever reason. In yeah. terms of either a measuring what training you've done, and it not being enough, uh, measuring the training that you've done and it not being sufficient to the the rules of the fight that you engaged in, or thinking that you know you're in a physical you're in a you're in a much you're in a much less advantageous physical position than you were before. And you might not be actually physically 
all that much harm damage there might not be anything to come back from but then you know what is the next part of that path and what is the support that needs to be there in order for you to succeed as it were personally i think this is just my thought i think you got to get to a place of being humble if that makes sense like no, it does I, I, and what I mean by that is instead of like denying something that happened or being defensive or how, however, however that takes place, I think it's more like, okay, this happened. This is not why I expected it. And instead of blaming and looking all outside, looking at your, looking at yourself like, okay, what happened with what I did, what did I do wrong? What, where, where, where am I at fault? Where, what, where, what, what happened? If that makes sense. Well, and, and that isn't necessarily, and then that also comes into self-awareness. So right. if you're not, if you're not aware of what your own, and this is, this is pr- precisely why the failure happens because you're not aware of what you, what you can and cannot do. Right. Um, and in some situations, some people might be well, well, well aware that they might not actually be able to do something, um, or they think. But they let's say that they thought that they did. For sake of argument, they're not able to. So I mean, so the first step, I suppose, is understanding and recognizing that you weren't able to do it. What you were doing before, or was either not enough, or you weren't, you didn't, didn't work hard enough, or that probably what you were doing just wasn't sufficient to what you were trying to do yeah. all right so what's the next step i suppose i would i would say probably the next step would be you know either learning or regressing regressing interesting yeah. well i mean i'll i'll give it give a total separate example like uh when i was in high school i don't laugh i i was a fairly decent basketball player i was looking to play college ball after high school not not division one i mean probably probably could have played division two um circumstances happened to where that just didn't happen um I got to the point after that season and I looked at it, I'm like, you know what? It's time to move on. This just is not working. So not necessarily regression, but you have to kind of strip back to zero. Pretty much, yeah. And um you know what after what thirty some years from high school, um I'll shoot free throws with somebody or something like that, but that's about it. I mean, I I won't play any pickup games. I won't play anything else, but that's about it. You know, after day in, day out, practice, practice, practice. But, I mean, that's what I mean by regression, just totally like, you know what? This isn't working. I don't see this as something that's going to work. Time to move on. But on the other hand, 
it's like, hey, this didn't work. My drive is to get better at this. How can I learn from this? So I think there's two parts of this. Either you learn from it or you regress from it and move on. And it's not necessarily mutually exclusive, right? You can, you, because um, let's use our example. Let's use an example from something we've talked about before. Yeah. If you get into the ring with somebody and you start, and all you've done is kata training and kata by number training, and then yeah. you get into the ring with someone and you get knocked down and you, you're outside and like you've got tears running down your eyes and you don't know why you lost and people are trying to comfort you and you know exactly why you lost because all you do is kata by number training. Well, and I'm, this is slightly, then that, that story is slightly autobiographical yeah. because that's what happened to me when I first bogeyed and I, t- it took me a little while to understand, Oh, that wasn't my fault. Yeah. That was I mean, that was my fault because I stepped in there when I shouldn't have, but that wasn't my fault because all I was being fed from uh, the people who were training me was caught it by number, caught it by number. That'll be everything you need. Caught it by number, caught it by number. And then, 10 minutes before or like the minute or like the a couple seconds before the same guy who was saying that was saying, you know, try to use your legs more. People don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. How helpful is that? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I, that, if that I, is a, in I any mean, way do, a good example, do, do you actually remember the first time you bo- you did Bogu? You were there. Yeah. I, yeah. I was the one. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to get a personal off. story about John's John's embarrassing first time out. Um, but I mean, in that particular situation is an exact example of that. Let's say if I'm let, let's say I wanted to do more and more and more on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing, and if I wanted to go go with you, go on, you know, look at our anatomical view of this. First thing I do is just chuck all the cottage training. Yeah, and that, yeah. I, and and from and. People are justified in thinking that because if they if all they're doing is doing kata by number, um, in the supposedly traditional setting, and there's not even emphasis on physical like physical fitness, yeah, right. Yeah. Of course they're gonna do that. Of course they're gonna they're gonna walk away and go somewhere else that can give them that. Um, it's not to get into a, that that discussion, yeah. but zoom out from the anatomy of the failure, um, and the loss, as it were. Yeah, and to relate back to your point of of these traditional guys going up against those guys, of course they're gonna have that view. Somebody's gonna could could very easily take on that view, and there's plenty right. of people who have. Well, I mean, th- think about even a less safe environment. Let's say you're out on the street, and all you've done is kind of by number training. You somebody comes and attacks you, you you end up in the hospital or or worse. I mean, you're thinking about all the money you money like the and worst hospital. hours. I mean, yeah, think about all the money and the hours and the blood, the sweat. I mean, well, maybe not the blood, but I mean the sweat and the just the perseverance, just going through all that, and really, it didn't accomplish what you wanted. Yeah, I mean, where where, where do you go from there? Exactly. Where do you go, do you go from there? I mean. Hey. You can just give up or like something. And this is, why do you think people became like our, the, 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 and I don't want to get into this too much, but it's like the, the paranoia over, well, you don't know what's going to happen next. So you should own a firearm or you should have this or that. 
right? There's lots of people. There's there's lots of that kind of paranoia out there to a degree. Well, I don't yeah. want to get into the weeds on that because I mean, there's that. But I mean, how is that person not justified then in believing that paranoia 100 percent with well, the added trauma of actually having gone through that? Yeah, I mean, you know, and and saying that was what was it the this happened, but maybe over the last six months or so, you know, kind of when things were getting kind of, you know, heated with different protests and things like that. Last six months. Well, nine months, 10 months, whatever, last year, whatever. Last, last, last couple of weeks. Well, not too. I mean, well, we're dating the podcast terribly by doing this, but that's fine. That's okay. But well, we started off with the Chiefs. I mean, so that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this would be, I think, our second Super Bowl look back episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Happy but, anniversary. Yeah, anyway. but I mean, they they brought on a guy who who was like some some instructor at the FBI here in Kansas City. And the guy's like, look, the only way you can, you know, people are talking about guns and this and that and the other thing. The only way you can truly defend yourself is that, first off, you have to be aware of your surroundings, period. In them discussion. It doesn't matter what you got. It's like, yeah, somebody can bring something more, but until you're aware, you can have you can have a Sherman tank, and if you're not aware of it, guess what? Somebody can still attack you. It's like, duh, you know? I mean, and that's that's one of the things I've always led into any self defense seminar that I've done is like you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be aware of what's going on. You cannot stick your head in the phone. So getting back to, I mean, I know we're kind of going around circle on this. No, but, it, it, but this is this is very useful. This is I think useful because we're we are looking specifically at this anatomy of of loss and loss and comeback right yeah. and there is an anatomy to it that I, I think a lot of people have issue with they they know the loss part and they know oh yeah and then you know i lost weight and whatever and got here or i i, I retrained and, and, and won or whatever you know right, right. Um, but they don't know how it happens right right so this is very very useful so um right getting yeah. back to getting back to kind of i guess maybe the more rising action as it were yeah I mean, but I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, whether it's self-awareness, awareness, right. outside awareness, I mean, I mean, that that's the main thing. I mean, and from that awareness, you're either going to move forward and progress, or you're going to say, hey, it's time to cut bait and move on. Yeah. Bottom so, line. So let's go in the, in, let's, let's look at those two directions, right? Yeah. Um, so we're gonna cut bait. You know, the, those are some. It actually leaves you more towards kind of. It's it's, it's where we've gone to a to a bit of degree, right? Because we've cut bait from a lot of stuff, but still, we still train, right? But I mean, we don't. We but we're, we've cut bait from a lot of like unnecessary stuff, right? Uh, so yeah. I think think maybe it is a part of that. Is just cutting, cutting out the unnecessary, right? yeah. cutting out the things that aren't, aren't going to actually help you improve, which yeah. is probably what allowed a lot of people, what sets people up to lose in the first place, right? Right. 
Well, I, you know, when you think about that, I, kinda, I was kind of cutting bait whenever I was a part of the organization. I'm like, this is, I'd look at this like, this is useless. This isn't worth the crap. And, you know. Well, tons, I, and tons of organizations are like that. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I know that caused a little, that caused a little more than a little friction. So that's okay. That's fine. I don't care. Well, but, and I think that's the thing with a lot of these karate organizations is, is that they end up just putting people exactly in that situation where they're not set. And, and we can, we can even prefix the losses that are people actually set up to succeed. Yeah. And, and there it, are, and there's, and the responsibility of the people who are in charge to set them up to succeed. Right. right. And, how many, and, how many karate teachers and, don't teach the awareness? part do they just say i right, get on the floor all right get in your stance all right bob bum, 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 like you know whatever right rather than laying a ground a better groundwork you know it it happens more than a lot of people think i mean i've seen a ton of that and it, it's shocking um and you know you see the results of you know people who are you know, fourth, fifth, sixth don rank, which should be somewhat, somewhat masterful in what they're doing. And they have no clue when you ask a simple question or bring a simple, just some, something very simple to them, whether it's a technique, whether it's, whether it's, uh, just a simple question on, hey, how do you do this? Ooh, you know. Well, and it, it, it is, I mean, it's the artificiality of the rank to allowing, setting the, those people up to fail too. Yeah. Because they're going to, I mean, because they're going to, they're going to lose. How many people are going to lose out from just not, taking, not losing, I guess, is that, that's, that's one thing, not having that experience. Right, because if you never have the experience of losing, you never have the real experience of success. Right? Well, you, don't, no. you don't you don't realize what a success actually means. Well, um, no, that, but I, I think you lose out on the actual opportunity to truly learn. Well, and 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 that's not to say you know we we learn more from our failures than our success than our our successes. That is true, um, almost to the point where that's a trope now. But yeah. uh, th- but that's there's an important distinction between, you know, a failure and something that work versus a loss, right. which is everything you tried did not work. Well, everything, like everything didn't, nothing worked. And, well, and there, something was taken away. Right. Well, it, I mean, think about it. Is that different? Is it really different or is it just a, a smaller scale? Too. I mean, no. I mean, we we can we can word around it, but I think loss and loss because you think about loss of face. Think of it yeah. that way. And I'll I'll, I'll try back try back to the Bogu example. Mm-hmm. Only, I lost a lot of face that day. I lost a lot of face that day with students. I lost a lot of face with seniors. I lost a lot of face with a lot of different people. Um, and then over the next two years, I actually remember losing more face for different reasons. And then I came back, I came back, I came back having how, I mean, I don't want to make this personal story, but like how I came back from that was just, okay, what went wrong? This is what went wrong. You weren't training the right way. 
you weren't taking the advice from people the right way. Um, you weren't working with people who wanted you to do something else. You just thought, do this thing that everyone, that some people who weren't really cognizant of what needed to happen, happen. So don't, the people who were just saying, do codify numbers. Okay, maybe they're not necessarily people to work with. Maybe you got to work with people who actually care about analyzing, like you, who cared about uh, real world situations, like some other people who cared about actually, you know, this is how you bogu. Yeah. before we can actually send you out to bogo this is the mindset you need to be in this is this this you know it's well and and the and the mindset is is ultimately the analytical of knowing okay this is why i lost this is how you come back and succeed and win by you know okay i lost face in front of people okay show humbleness right show that you don't know everything because I remember the next year coming back to that stuff being in a much much worse position physically and in, in a lot of different ways and then uh, suddenly a bunch of people were looking at me on like what to do and feeling much more embarrassed and feeling like I lost a lot more face and that's a big thing that is a thing everyone acts like oh that's a big Asian thing that you know doesn't exist in America no 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 there's plenty of loss of face in America People lose face all the time in America. That's a thing. That's a thing in the West, too. Everyone acts like that's not a thing here. Thing, thing there. It's interpreted much differently, but yeah. it is a thing. Um, people will still have those conversations, those small conversations that determine your standing with people. How you gain that back is just by, by admitting to it and accepting it, and then just continuing to improve and grind. And, yeah. and and needing to to figure out okay this didn't work start small work big you know, start small go big as as big as you can at least that was that was my perspective yeah. at the time I don't know if you have maybe something of a different perspective in terms of that but in uh, terms of the the anatomy of it is just you have to to take it from a small place and then work towards building it up farther I, I think the other thing though is um... You know, when when you do when you do get, I guess, forcibly humbled in 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 one way or another. Let's let's put it through that way. I feel like humbled in that regard. Humbled is almost unforcibly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't you can't ever be not forcefully. You can humble yourself, but I mean, yeah, you need I, to have the insight to do that already. So it probably already makes you humble. But if yeah, you're humbled, well, yeah, I mean, but. I think when that does happen, I think one of the things that I know I go to is like, I can fix this. I can take care of this. And I think one of the things, whenever something like that, I've got to strip away from that. It's like, okay, I also need input from other people to, to help me succeed. And if you're not willing to take that input, from somebody else i think it makes it even more difficult to deal with if that if that makes sense well and because you're just going to repeat the cycle right Right. you you didn't you didn't figure it out you didn't make the necessary changes you didn't do the either either of the things you didn't either cut loose or walk away or um re-examine and do and and fix the problem you just all right i'm going to do it again 
yeah. the same exact way. Yeah. Yeah. What What's the definition of insanity? You continue to do the same thing and you expect a different result. You're not going to. And um, I, I mean, do, do you mind if I kind of go on a little bit about your your bogo ex, bogo experience and oh, sure, the, like the, the maybe one minute that of, of it that actually well, happened. Well, it was probably closer to thirty seconds, but no, I mean, you know, for for the level of training that you'd had in bogo and to step into that into that into that uh, arena, so to speak. I mean, really, you didn't do too bad. It's just the part the part that made it difficult because I was I was the one trying to get your helmet off and stuff and trying to get you back going and you were like, I don't understand why I'm why I'm you know, got you know, why'd they call the match and this, that and the other thing. Well, I told you, I'm like, dude, your your legs are about gone, buddy. It's like you just stop. You you just 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 stop. It's okay. Don't don't try to push a bad situation, make it worse. You know, I, yeah. I don't even if you even remember that, but I mean, I was. I remember, I remember you pulling something off of me. I remember it getting stopped really quickly, and I then I, and then I'll, here's the other thing I remember because it wasn't just me. I know there was a bunch a bunch of that stuff continued to happen. Yeah, because like, I remember going in there and it was just watching like the shit show happen of a bunch of people who just uh weren't ready or didn't know what they were doing or yeah. hadn't done it or did it like 20 years ago but didn't know like it was just a bunch of it was a bit but it was a bunch of grandstanding it wasn't a lot of uh a lot of people who knew what they were doing or you know and i remember the what was it, the one guy who i the guy who i'd fought had like what won the tournament and it was or did he i forget if he did or not but uh you know, it didn't really matter because it was just a, it was a, supposed to just be a, a seminar that yeah. ended up becoming like a tournament almost. And I mean, then it, that no one prepared for or was, or even knew about. Yeah. And then like, and so that's setting that I was set up to kind of fail in that regard, even though I volunteered. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, looking back, you know, years later, yeah, there, there should have been, there should have been a lot more progression into where that took place. There should have been a lot more progression into that. Instead which is of, a loss, which for the, the thing that happened in itself was a loss because then how many people wanted to BOGO after that? How many people wanted to actually do, do like... Uh, I remember a couple of years after that, no, no one wanted to step up for it. But I also remember a couple of years later when I went, when I got, I thrown back into that. Yeah, I actually did okay. And actually, yeah. the people who were doing it, who were calling it, was like I got called wrong. Well, no, no, none of that. You know, it, it, you know, it gets into it gets into training, and this gets into our whole discussion. Is like. Not only that, but whoever is also responsible for taking care of that kind of stuff should also be trained very, very well as well. Because, mm. you know, in, in that situation, like where, 
I mean, some some of the you can go out and look at YouTube videos and you'll watch some referees not break up. I mean, an obvious beatdown in in a UFC ring. Same way with Bogu. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's easy to see somebody get hit in the head shot because their head's moving back. But not a lot of times you're seeing people hit right into the chest and stuff and basically moving your chest back. That's also part of it. And I think that also brings uh, some, some upset as well. It's like, you know you're doing well, but you're not given credit for doing well. I mean, if, if that makes sense, and therefore you don't right. get to get the result. I mean, Grant, we're talking about Bogu, but I mean, this can be in anything. Well, and then and then that and then it goes out to what you're talking about in self defense, right? Yeah. Because there, people aren't trained to deal with their their surroundings and their situations and their awareness. Doesn't matter what you're teaching, right? And right. you and and that goes into you know, that's a baseline. That's a baseline to martial arts. Yeah. And it, it because it sounds so aloof and 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 so ephemeral, it's something hard to really harp on. But it's there, and the real issue there is that we don't have people. We have people who are who want to just do combat by numbers or f- so focused on like doing the, either the traditional or sport part of it. They're not concerned about creating an atmosphere where people are actually aware of what's going on around them. And so, especially when we talk about because. What I feel is uh, traditional karate, in one way, has been repurposed for your self-defense courses. Is your self your if it's going to be repurposed in a way to be not sold to people, but to be uh, presented to people in a meaningful way, where it's not, you know, why isn't this judo? Why isn't this MMA? Well, if it's not going to be in the sport arena, it's going to be in the arena of life. Yeah. And and you know why get on the ease and all that all that stuff well it needs to be actually put in a way that's going to make people succeed right and where people lose lose with it where the loss happens is that they don't succeed with it because they don't know how to represent it and purpose it that way so i mean but again looking going back to the anatomy of it how you rebuild karate to make it more that way when especially it loses and you know, someone gets put into put into the hospital or put in the, the ground for it, um, it's to just look at it from a okay, what's gonna what works, what doesn't work? What's the most important thing, what's not the most important thing? What can we what can we teach implicitly? What do what do we have to make more explicit? Right. And the and, and you know, and the, those questions keep coming up over and over and over again. And something that may not be completely important may come up later on. It's like, okay, this is not extreme important, but it may be supplemental importance, things like that, you know. I mean, but you also got to be willing to really look at it, go back and look at it from from the beginning. Right, and and create what I feel is needs to be baseline training. Yeah. Which I think is a lot of a lot of karate. Yeah, will gloss yeah. over with kata. Well, let's let's let's. I don't know necessarily define or at least set expectations on baseline training. 
Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's really helpful, I think, because I, I mean, mean, baseline I mean, training, what, what is that going to, what should that look like? What should that entail? I mean, because how many dojos have you been into the baseline training is, okay, we're going to do kata one, kata two, kata three, exercise one, exercise two, exercise exactly. three. Exactly. No, that's, that's not what we're talking about. It's like, okay, we're going to look at maybe exercise one. How is, is there anything we need to look at from exercise one? Then move into maybe kata one. Go back to exercise one. Go back to kata one. I mean, that's kind of more your baseline training is not so much running through stuff and checking it off a list. It's more how you really want to study it. Well, and then what are the ba- what are the baseline skills that are needed that are required to make your karate work and to make that make make you successful in terms of what you're looking at? Yeah, right? I, I I was working with Raul, and I really want to get back on the show, but um, yeah, you know, I, I talk with him a lot on terms of like uh, sparring and and kind of like uh, how how that gets integrated and how he trains. A lot of it's just very, very. It, a lot of people just say it's kick punch, uh, sparring stuff. You know how much training goes into that. You know how much work and time goes into you know, working on the bags and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And how yeah. how much to how much time how much time we see people spending on the the kata by numbers stuff, where they don't even know how to punch. Yeah. you know what i mean like they don't even know oh. how to they don't even know how to move their head they don't even know how to move their body in a, in, a, in a productive way and i'm not saying i'm this is not me coming out saying throw away kata that's not what we're saying no. here no. not at all not at all not at all but there's a baseline skill that isn't taught very well and this I mean, might be something we work on later on this year in terms of presenting and and may and Really, it's kind of a baseline awareness. Yeah. I mean that that's that's really what we're getting at yeah. is because like one of the things that that uh, that I know I was taught early on was when when you are in a group, don't worry about the number. It's like you better know who's in front of you, who's the side of you. When they move, you move. That's how you train, you know, to really watch the muscles the way that you should. That's how you. That's how you learn the body. Learn how how it's going to move. Why is it going to move a certain way? And you better be ready to move with it. And then you got to train, and then you have to train yourself to react to that. Have reaction yeah. time. No, what? No, when to be soft. No, when to be hard. And those are things that are harder to put in a, you know, a curriculum. There are things that are harder. And this is why I feel I'm very post curriculum in terms of all that, because, you know, it's just a lesson. You you work on this and you go forward from it. And that's not. And and I get why people do caught by numbers because it is easy to get that same look. You know, as what, you know, having everybody be in unison, you know, one, boom, two, boom, three, boom. You know, I get it, but it, it's not preparing you correctly for 
what kata training is really for. Yeah. Especially in a group setting. So anyway, that's just kind of. So we we've effectively taken the anatomy of loss and 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 coming back from that and, and getting back up, right? And applied it and shown it in different ways that effectively we've always seen in our training. And I feel that if you're listening to this and you feel that, well, I don't know how to apply this. You know, you what you're saying is great, but I don't know how to apply it. Look at your own personal history. Look at your what you've what you've worked on. Maybe you haven't don't have enough history behind you. That's fine. Talk to your teacher about it. Talk to I don't know. Reach out to us. We have a we have a mailbox. Um, we we're on all the social media nonsense. I think it's a worthy conversation to have with yourself and to have with those around you, of how to a you know figure out what that loss is going to be, in terms of you know, what you, where your training might lead you and how to set yourself up for that success. Yeah. I'd, I'd even, I'd even add not so much worthy, but it's, it's a necessary conversation to really excel in your training period. I mean, it re- it really is because eventually something's going to come up. If, if you don't start having those kind of conversations, you don't have start seeing those insights. Something's going to come up. And, you know, not to, not to totally go off kilter, but I love what Dave Ramsey says. There's going to be a rainy day someday, and it's going to rain. What are you going to do? Is that the chef? Huh? No, I'm not Gordon Dave Ramsey. Ramsey. Oh, no, okay. Dave, Ram- Dave Ramsey's the finance guy. Can it be, can it, can it be Gordon Ramsey? Well, because well, I feel that his like whole like well, I mean, one day it's gonna be a rainy day, and what are you gonna do about it? And I feel that well, would be a lot more. Well, you, you a lot more, a lot more uh, uh, poignant. Well, you gotta drop a few hundred f bombs though in there too, so it's kind of if it's gonna be. Gordon. I don't have the technology to bleep that out, even though I said a cur- I said a curse word before, so yeah, but. Yeah. You can blame Marty for breaking for breaking that uh, because he's still on his Bermuda Triangle trip or whatever. Oh, is um, it? Yeah, that's that can can into this podcast. That's where Marty Marty's been. He's on a secret mission in the Bermuda Triangle. Good luck on that one, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> so I want to inaugurate. Uh, I'm going to be a jerk. So I want to inaugurate kind of a plug for the podcast at the end of the podcast because I know. Everyone loves hearing commercial when something starts, but no one loves hearing commercial when it ends, uh, which is sarcasm, which I know people prefer to not listen to the you know same stuff over and over again. But uh, I want to plug uh, just essentially, uh, if you like Karate Without Belts and you want to listen to more of our stuff, uh, you can find us, because I've been trying to make this easy, and I keep on making it harder for myself. We were initially just a YouTube thing, but YouTube's... Uh, I don't really like it as a platform. I, I prefer... We're an audio. We're mainly an audio platform. We're mainly an audio show. We do some video stuff that will go up on YouTube, and you know we'll talk about that when, it, when we put it together um, more formally. But if you want to find us, you can find us on all the fun stuff. You can find podcasts at Google Play, iTunes... Um, if you really like the show um, and you feel that there's some support that needs to be thrown behind it, uh, you can find us on Patreon. 
we've set a little thing up where we'll be putting some bonus material every month with some other stuff as well. If you want to find uh, us with some other content, people find us on Vision TV. And if you like what we do, you can, you know, comment, uh, subscribe on different stuff, all the standard podcast things. Jeremy is sitting there very, very patiently with a very, very patient smile on his face while I say all this. It's all good. It's all good. I've been trying to get him to to, to take some of those uh, Ozark uh, millions and, and invest them in the podcast. But... Yeah, whatever. Ozark millions, you know, whatever. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't want to think about some of the stuff that's got to happen here very quick. So, Anyway, yeah. Jeremy, uh, what are you working on this week? <laughs> Speaking of Ozark. Ozark. Oh, <laughs> Fight, fighting the Ozark Mafia, possibly for the last. Dude, not so much that, just uh, getting stuff ready for. Uh, a lot of it's going to be getting ready, getting stuff ready for rental season for the summer, actually. But um, um, basically trying to stay warm and uh, just make sure I'm hitting my times training again. So it's kind of. Last last week was kind of hard. Uh, was it uh, kiddos were home from doing virtual school and stuff? So I was working, dealing with dealing with their virtual school and trying to train at the same time. So I was kind of this, this week should be a little better. <laughs> Three plates, two sticks, as it were. Yeah. So I get that. I've got a. Uh... I may, I'm still waiting to hear whether or not I might be uh, going off to other places, possibly colder. But uh, for this week, what my training goal is just to have a morning training every every day. That's my goal. I think that's a, the, the appropriate goal I'm going to set. And I think I'm going to try to put some, a little something together for people and uh, throw it up on the YouTubes. And maybe they can see that. They can see me... me in my winter blubber, as it were, <laughs> working to slowly shed that off. So, cool, cool, cool. Any parting th- parting shots you want to get? You want to give Jeremy? No, I, 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 I tell you what, I, I figured this would be kind of a, pretty much a small podcast, but it kind of ended up being fairly. I mean, we got pretty in depth on a lot of this stuff, so it's pretty good. So. Yeah, yeah. For something we didn't really plan, I literally was typing a email to Jeremy while I was in the middle of a meeting, and I was like, "Hey, you around? Do you want to do a pod? Because we don't need to, but I just want to make sure if we do one, we can do one." And you're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do it on this." I'm like, "Okay, here we go." So there's your there's your free behind the scenes look on how we do things. <laughs> if you want anything else, you can subscribe on Patreon. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much, and. Don't forget to keep training.